The 376th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Sports is back with their Circus Survivor and Circus Millions contests. $14 million are up for grabs. Get all the details at CircusSports.com. Hi, Joe, Jen Reno, and welcome to episode 376 of the Sports. Ah, we're not the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That's what we're on. We're the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. In my old age, every episode, I'm going to mess up the story. Uh, 376 is going to go out to my son, Adam, who the second we hit record uh, up here at the cottage, he, he took off onto the deck and let the dogs off so they could go swimming in the lake, which my wife's not wanting them to do. So this goes out to him. Good job. Getting <laughs> me in trouble. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox, even though I'm Mr. Underdog to you now. I hit two plus 240 or higher ones last week. I picked a plus 241 on yesterday's episode. I'm rolling. We'll see how we do today. Today's episode is all about UFC 290 and the main card, all the prelim picks. Nine fights we broke down yesterday. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, get that in your ear holes. We, my co-host, Daniel Gumby Reeland, more on him in a second, and myself, we... Um, Agreed on every single pick, nine fights, even including big underdogs. So make sure you jam that in your ear holes if you haven't already. Uh, we'll see how we do on the main card. You think we're gonna um, we're gonna sync up here to Gumby or not? What do you think? Um, I mean, there's a couple that seem obvious as hell. Uh, I I think I think there might be one we differ. I'm gonna say there's one we differ on. The Val Woodburn fight. <laughs> yeah, Val. That, it's that's what it's known as. It's about you getting behind Val Woodburn. <laughs> It's known as the Val Woodburn fight from now on. So. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But we, we had some, uh, well, one change to the main card. A lot of fights fell through uh, in the lead up to this. Um, most of them were on the, on the prelims, but the one, one fight, Bo Nichols returned to the cage. Um, well, we have a promotional newcomer stepping in this. That's what this yesterday's episode was all about. Short notice replacement fighters, uh, debuting short notice replacement fighters. Uh, today's episode, uh, we're going to kick it off with that right away. So, of course, we're talking about UFC 290, which is going down the T-Mobile Arena this Saturday, July the 8th. Uh, we did, like I said, prelims yesterday. Prelims, Early prelims are 6 p.m. Eastern start time. The proper prelims, the four-fight prelim, uh, main prelim card is 8 p.m. And now we're going to do the pay-per-view, which starts at 10 p.m. Before we get to all that, I got to tell you about one of our, our new sponsors here, uh, Circa. We are brought to you by Circa Sports now. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor are back. $14 million in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. Circa Millions is five NFL picks plus against the spread each week. Circa Survivor, you just got to pick a different money line winner each week. You enter in Vegas, play it from anywhere. Sports Gaming Podcast will be out there in Vegas at Circa the last weekend in August. CircaSports.com for all your details. That's C-I-R-C-A Sports.com. Uh, Gumby already told us that he was going to buy a UFC Boston ticket if he wins uh, 14 million, which is what you need to get a ticket into UFC Boston. And he told you to just blindly pick the Cowboys, right? No matter what you're in. Yeah. I mean, they're playing the Giants, so that should be a, a gimme. Oh, it's the boss, Kramer's team. All right. That's it. No, them's their fighting words. So get into circusports.com for all the info there. All right. Let's break down this event that I uh, set you up for. We're going to start with middleweights. Bo Nickel versus Val Woodburn, the aforementioned Val Woodburn. Uh, 
burn. Val, the animal would burn. 7-0 with five knockouts. This is a short notice debut. He is uh, a professional landscaper. That's not a joke. That's what he does. Uh, he's also a regional champion. Don't have reach info for him. He's at plus 1,300. I would think the number could be higher, but it's not. Bo Nickel, 4-0. Oh, one knockout, three submissions. So he's finished everyone. 1-0 in the UFC. Won that fight via submission. 2-0 on the Contender Series. He was a world championship wrestler in his previous life, life amateur wrestler. Five inches taller than Woodburn, three years younger, minus 2,500. Obviously, Nickel is the pick unless you want to get uh, some some hedges done. And then Woodburn is the pick. Yeah, I, I, I just think you just pick Bo Nickel here. It's just a fight to stay away from betting for me. Um, I, I mean, like, you're going to start to look at those, like, first 60-second props or, you know, you want to take some unders on uh, Woodburn strikes. He, he's the, the problem for me is, and why I'm a little bit bummed, I actually said when Trajan Gora fell out, I was like, ah, oh, whoever they find for a late replacement will be fine. Woodburn I had already been scouting because he was on, he was set to be on Contender Series. Um, and I was going to pick him to lose on contender series. Like I already had his matchup pegged. Um, he was, he's fighting the new hobo cop, um, because this is going to be a new hobo cop. Um, and, and I thought he was going to get torched on the feet because he's just like, he's one of those guys who has gotten by on the regional scene by being wildly aggressive. Um, which works against a lot of people on the regional scene. It doesn't work against the guy who's really good at ducking under and hitting a blast double. Um, or hitting any number of different kinds of takedowns because he can hit whatever the hell he wants. But you're not going to just, like, bull rush him. Uh, you you can't overpower a wrestler like that. You, you need to, like, keep your distance. And, like, he's just not very good at keeping his distance. So, yeah, I'm uh, not, nothing really to say here other than Bo Nickel. Uh, look, for, look for some early finish props when the books eventually post those because it's a new enough matchup that we don't know. Yeah, so you think it's uh, it'll be, like, a first-rounder? Is that what you're? I mean, I think he's going to finish in the here? 30 seconds. It, it seems like the thing I really like about Bo Nickel as a prospect, and like I, I'm not as high as most people are, right? I'm not the ones out here calling for him to fight Alex Pajeda next weekend. Um, I like the slow incline they're doing. Like from Jamie Pickett to Treshawn Gore was a smart move. Um, granted, I think Val Woodburn winds up being a uh, probably a sidestep to uh, to Jamie Pickett. But the thing I really like about Bo Nickel is whoever they give him. He's like, let me go do this as fast as possible to show people right. like like I'm good. Um, he's not out there being like, oh, I really need the cage experience. I got to go put in 15 minutes and try not to finish him. He's just like, I'm going to go do this in 30 seconds and then people will talk. Um, and so like, I think he does that again. He fights like he's double parked, Dan, right? Yeah. And, and well, he fights like he, he fights like he's confident enough in himself that he doesn't need the cage time. And I love that. Yep. Yep. And if you're not confident in your uh, lawn care skills, Val's Lawn Care Service LLC in the Orlando area is the place to go, Dan. Okay. I, I like that free promotion. <laughs> <laughs> I may as well. We just dumped on the guy saying he's going to get beat. I may as well give him some free promotion here. All right. A more competitive fight coming up more than likely at lightweight. Jalen Turner versus Dan Hooker. Jalen Turner's kind of our guy, right? He's borderline our guy. Yeah, he's always been kind of one of my guys. I've interviewed him a couple of times. Super nice yeah. dude, too. So, uh, yeah, I've always been a big yep. Jalen Turner guy. All right. Let's see if he comes through for us or, or if we're picking him. Uh, he's fighting Dan the Hangman Hooker. Hooker is 22 and 12, 11 knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted three times. 12 and 8 in the UFC. He's gone one and two over his last three and two and four over his last six. Won his last fight via DKO. Used to fight up at, sorry, down at featherweight. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. 
Correct. Get the t-shirt sports gambling podcast.com 2009 pro MMA debut kickboxing champion. He's outstruck his UC opponents by 0.22 strikes per minute. Plus 220 is the number on him. The tarantula Dalen Turner. No, we'll call him Jalen. His parents called him Jalen. Jalen Turner, 13 to six, nine knockouts, four submissions. So he has finished everyone. And he's been submitted three times, six and three in the UFC, five and one over his last six. He lost his last fight. Used to fight up at welterweight, one and no on contender series, two and no on Bell Tour, one and no on World Series of Fighting, three inches of height on Hooker, two inches of reach, five years younger. He's more active landing strikes and has better grappling stats than Hooker. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.84 strikes a minute. Minus 245, the number on Turner. I, I like Jaywin Turner here. Um, me too. Yeah, it, it's like, it's not that hard of a pick for me just because I think, you know, like one of the things that Hooker does best is like use his exceptionally long reach, right? Like that's what he did to Nasrat Hakparast uh, back when they fought. And that that's what he did to, you know, a lot of guys, uh, well, I mean, that's that's what he did trying to go down to 100. And, he went down to 145 to fight Arnold Allen, right? That's like, that's what he was trying to do there was to abuse people. And even Arnold Allen was just kind of like a little bit too fast for him or a little bit too sharp for him. And, um, you know, like, I think he's always had trouble with people who like matches reach and are more physical than him. I mean, you see that with Poye or Chandler or Arnold Allen or I mean. Edson Barboza was just like, I can hit you from farther away than you can hit me. But even like, if you want to go way back, like he had trouble with the A.U. Rodriguez and Jason Knight. And one of them was because he wasn't as physical as Jason Knight. Jason Knight like knew how to use his physicality better. The Rodriguez was fought longer and fought that. And like Jalen Turner does all those things. He's really physical. He's really strong. If he is in the clinch, um, he's the type of guy who, when he gets a chance to finish you, he doesn't miss. Um, you know, a lot of people think he won that match. He's Gamrot fight. Uh, I'm personally not one of them. I had Gamrot win in that fight. But like, you know, look at the run before that. Finishing Brad Riddell or Jamie Malarkey. Jamie Malarkey win has aged very well. Or Josh Kulabout, same thing. Just aged really well. And his only losses have come to people who can wrestle. Matt Favola, Matthews Gamrot. Like the, and that's just not Dan Hooker. So while I think these two are probably closer in terms of skill than the line says. I think style-wise, uh, this line should be further apart. I, I just think he's a really bad style matchup for Dan Hooker. Yeah, I'm really liking Turner here as well. Um, as you mentioned, Hooker is usually the bigger man in, in these lightweight fights. Not going to be the case here. Uh, Turner is a, a massive, uh, like, six foot three, uh, 100 well, for, for a few seconds, he's 155-pound uh, fighter. So really like him, really like his, his all-around game here um, as well. So... Turner is our pick. Let's move up a couple weight classes to middleweights. Robert Whitaker versus Dreykus Duplessis or Plesis. There, this one's being labeled as UFC middleweight title eliminator, aka a number one contender fight. Um, let's say about DDP versus Dreykus Duplessis. Still knocks is a nickname. We still don't know what it means. Uh, it's 19 and two, eight knockouts, ten submissions. He's been knocked out once. Five and only UFC. Four of his. Four of those five wins have come to be a finish. Multiple championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the t-shirt sports gambling podcast.com slash store. He also is the KSW champion. That belt is also on his mantle in South Africa. He, he used to fight at welterweight 2013 pro MMA debut. Inch height, three inches reach on Whitaker, four years younger than him. He's more active lane strikes and has better grappling stats, surprisingly. Uh, he's outstruck his UC opponents by almost three strikes a minute, plus 2.99 is the number. He's at plus 310 on the board. 
the Bobby Whitaker, Robert Whitaker, the Reaper or Bobby Knuckles? Which one do you prefer? Bobby Knox. Yep, me too. Well, Bobby Knox, we're going to need to shorten it even better. Uh, he's 25 and 6, 10 knockouts, 5 submissions, knocked out twice, submitted once, 15 and 4 in the UFC. Used to be the champion of the world at middleweight in the UFC. He's gone 4 and 1 over his last five fights, including winning his last fight. Used to fight at welterweight, 2 and 0 in the Ultimate Fighter and the champion of that season. Was a regional champion, 2009 pro MMA debut. Also was a wrestling champion before this, amateur. Plus, uh, he's also struck his opponents by 1.2 strikes per minute. Minus 375 is the number. Whitaker is the pick. The police is not good. Dangerous, but not a very good fighter. Uh, assuming Whitaker is not totally fallen off a cliff yet, which he hasn't sh shown in uh, hints of that in past fights, then uh, he sh it should be Whitaker's fight all day here. So Whitaker's the pick. Yeah, and, and like, here's the thing, you know, and I know this line seems steep. Robert Whitaker is not lost to anybody not named Israel Desanya in almost, no, I take that back, not almost, in over nine years. He has only lost to Israel Desanya over the last nine years, moving in like six months away from this being a full decade of having lost to only Israel Desanya. And before that, it was Wonderboy. Uh, and down at a weight class, let's be honest, uh, he should have never been at. Um, you know, he, he, he's obviously done a lot better work up here. I, I think Robert Whitaker, in, in the his ability to stay safe on the feet while also uh, poking away at his opponents and landing his stuff, I, I think that just is going to wear out Duplessis so bad. Like, I, I think Duplessis is going to just, like, I mean, I think he's going to be tired by the end of the first round. I think he's still going to be getting picked apart in the second round. You know, he, he's got those big muscles. You want to make that joke about guys with big muscles being tired quick. But, like, it works with him. He gets tired quick. And, you know, Whitaker's a guy who went 15 minutes with Jared Cannonier. He went 25 minutes with Izzy. He went 15 minutes again with Marvin Vittori. All of those guys notoriously are dudes who wear you out. Uh, and, and he, he looks just as good in the fifth round as he does in the first. So yeah, give me, give me Robert Whitaker, just picking him apart at will, uh, until he gets exhausted. <laughs> yep. All that flailing tires guy out. Um, all right. I'm going to tell you about underdog fantasy. We haven't picked any dogs yet, but maybe one is, is on the way. Um, we are brought to you by underdog fantasy. Best ball media for us here at underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog pick him as also, a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, T, what are we going to go to? Oh, yes, the co main event for the Flyweight Championship of the World. Brandon Moreno, Alexandra. Pantoja, tell you about the challenger. Pantoja first, the cannibal is the nickname. 25 and 5, 8 knockouts, 10 submissions, never been finished in a fight. That's 30 fights, no finish, never been finished. 93 in the UFC. He's won three straight and four of five. Last two wins have come via submission. Went two and one in the Ultimate Fighter. He beat Moreno in the Ultimate Fighter house. He also beat him uh, in the UFC cage before. So he's technically 2 and 0 oh against the champ Moreno. He has multiple regional championships on him. Mantis. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. We're saying that a lot, these episodes. Uh, 2007 was his pro MMA debut. He's more active landing strikes than Moreno. He's got a positive strike differential of 0.87 strikes per minute. And he's at plus 
163, The Assassin, baby, The Champ, Moreno, 21, 6, and 2. Five knockouts, 11 submissions, never been finished in a fight. 9, 3, and 2 in the UFC. He's been the champion twice. This is his second reign currently. He's won two straight. And he's got eight, one and one over his last 10 fights. He also has multiple championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. One more time. We get to do it. Uh, used to fight up at Bantamweight. 2011 pro MMA debut. Two inches height, three inches of reach over Pantoja. Three years younger than him. He's got a positive strike. Differential 0.36 strikes per minute. He's got better grappling stats than Pantoja. Minus 188. Over to you. Uh, I'm going to take my lone dog on the main card here. Uh, spoiler over on the main event. Sorry. Um, I'm going to take Pantoja here. What, what was the the plus number you said next to him? 163. 163. I love those fancy numbers. Um, yeah, I like Pantoja in this fight, not just because he's beaten Moreno twice. Um, obviously, they're different fighters from the last two times they fought. You know, it's been a while since we saw Pantoja fight um, Moreno. Let's see. That one happened. The last one happened in 2018. So that was... A little over five years ago. The first one happened in 2016. So we're talking about seven years ago. So yeah, like you can lean a little bit on their past results. But I would also say like, if you're asking how they've changed um, since those fights, for me, I just love the way Pantoja has changed. Whereas before he would be like, ah, you know, like I feel like I'm doing all right striking with this guy. I don't need to use my grappling. Despite the fact that his grappling is the best aspect of his game. You know, like, he doesn't do anything better than he does jujitsu. He's dangerous on the feet. He hits hard for sure. He does all those things. But, like, he is his best when he's mixing his takedowns in and he's using some of that top jujitsu. And early when he fought Moreno, he, he didn't use it very much. In fact, he didn't shoot a single takedown against Brandon Moreno the, when they fought in the UFC. And that's changed with him now. I, I think now Alessandro Piatosha is a guy who knows he's really good at jujitsu and grappling and knows that it opens his striking up more. And so he's more willing to lean on it and lean on it early and often. Um, Cause when he fought Brandon Royval, he shot four takedowns in the first round against Royval. Um, and, and you know, some of it worked, some of it didn't, but the bottom line is he had Royval thinking about it. And that's sort of what led him to opening up his hands a little bit in that fight. Um, you know, he didn't really have to look for it all that often against Alex Perez because he got it right early in the fight. Um, I mean, that fight took uh, a minute and 31 seconds. 25 seconds of it was on the feet. Um, you know, like he got right to it in order to do that. So I, I like love this change in him where he's like, if I get to the grappling early, I win. Um, and it's been working for him. I think that that gives Moreno a lot of problems. Um, I, I think it's going to make the, the striking opening up for Pantoja. And, and like I said before, it's not that he's bad striking, but I just think like his game planning has gotten a lot better. Um, obviously, Moreno's gotten better in a ton of areas too. But for me, that that's the difference maker. I'll take Pantoja. Guess what? I'm taking him too. I mean, we're going 14 for 14, Dan. That's it. Know. Yeah, no, I, I, you, you pretty much summed it all up. I, I just like... What I've uh, been seeing from Pantoja, he hasn't been dragged through a million wars with uh, Figueredo either, which can't be too good for your long-term uh, health in the sport for Moreno as well. So, yeah, Pantoja is the pick for me as well. Gumby laid it out for you already. Don't need to uh, tell you much more than that. Main event time. Sounds like we're agreeing on this one too. Us and pretty much everybody else in the world. Featherweight championship. It's technically the unification belt, but we don't really... Uh, acknowledge interim belts around these parts. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, the true champ, versus the interim champ, Yair Rodriguez. R Rodriguez El Pantera, 15-3 with one 
no contest. Five knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out twice. Ten and two with one no contest in the UFC. He's won two straight, and he's on four and one with one no contest over his last six. His uh, last two wins have come via finish. As I said, off the top, he's the interim champ. He went 2-0 in the ultimate fighter and was the champion there as well. 2011 Pro MMA debut, five inches of height over Volkanovski, four years younger. He's got a positive strike differential of plus 0.75 strikes a minute. He's at plus 333. There's another fun number. Alexander the Great Volkanovski needs a better nickname than that, a greater nickname. Uh, he's 25-2, 12 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once. 12-1 in the UFC. He is the champion of this weight class. He's defended it successfully four times already. 22-1 end of one over his last 23 fights. He did lose his last fight. He barely got edged out by the lightweight champion. Uh, used to fight at lightweight, as I said, and used to fight up at welterweight as well. Multi-regional championships on his... Mantle. Correct. Get the t-shirt. Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. Alright, last time I'm doing that. Today. 2012 Pro MMA debut. 1-0 as a pro boxer. Striking, active striking stats, and grappling stats on his favor over Rodriguez. He's almost outstruck his opponents by three strikes a minute. He's at plus 295 per minute uh, in the positive, and he's at minus 400. Obviously, Volkanovski is my pick, as we had already hinted at. Um, there's a chance Rodriguez could catch him with something. Sure, there's a chance. We've never seen Volkanovski get caught with something before. Um, he looks so good uh, in a losing effort in his last fight as well. Hasn't really lost anything. Uh, it's not like he's he's uh, slipping down the the slope to the end of his career at this point. So uh, I see him taking care of Rodriguez here. But uh, like I said, there there's an outside shot that he could cu get caught with something, but that's not what I'm betting on. Yeah, and th the problem for me in, in saying that like there's a good chance he could get caught with something is like he fought Max Holloway. You know what I mean? And, and Max Holloway, and, and and don't take anything away from Yair Rodriguez, Max Holloway is a much better boxer than Yair Rodriguez. A much better boxer than Yair Rodriguez. And for anybody who doubts me, go watch him fight Yair Rodriguez. Uh, because he just absolutely pieces up Yair Rodriguez's face for 25 minutes. Um, it, it's just not a a fight that I think lends itself well to getting caught. Because the thing about Volkanovski is in the 75 minutes he's fought Max Holloway, I don't know that Max has really had him wobbled. You know what I mean? Uh, Volkanovski is bet in there with Max Holloway and Jose Aldo in his prime and like all of these other guys who hit like trucks and none of them have touched it. You know what I mean? None of them have, have come close to like getting their hands on him. You know, the closest we could say to, to having beat him is Brian Ortega in a submission effort. And I, I don't know that that Yair Rodriguez has got the same kind of submission game as Ortega. Uh, and I know he caught him with a submission, blah, 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 that that dislocated his shoulder. Uh, it, it, you know, you can say whatever you want about that weird fluky moment in time. But I, I just think the fact of the matter is, is Volkanovski has a striking advantage here. I think he's so good defensively. He's such a tactician. And I will just say this. I think he could just take down Yair Rodriguez whenever he wants. Um, we, we've seen Yair Rodriguez get taken down way too many times. I mean, like, that's why he lost to Frankie Edgar. That's, you know, even Max Holloway was like, hey, how about I take him down and just show him what's what here for a second? Like, I, I think Volkanovski does that a couple of times, too, if he wants. Um, buys himself some time if he is feeling uncomfortable on the feet. So, yeah, give me Volkanovski. I, I don't think anybody's beaten Volkanovski outside of people in different weight classes. You mentioned Brian Ortega. Did you hear he broke up with Tracy Cortez? I, I did. And uh, I, I also I, I also was told that if you're looking for a, 
uh, hilarious time. Go ahead and look through his uh, his Twitter likes that are public since they broke up. <laughs> all right, fantastic. All right, uh, let's recap all of our consensus picks once again. Volkanovski, Pantoja, Whitaker, Turner, and, and Nickel. I guess we'll take Nickel. Why not? Uh, I didn't even put it down. It's such a lock. I forgot to type it in. All right, we're not done. Speaking of locks, we got our locks. We got some dogs. We got some parlays. We got some props coming your way. Uh, Gumby will kick things off with a lock. Maybe we'll lock in on now. Nah, well, I'll, I'll try to pick something different. We don't want all the same. It's okay if some are the same. If you've got stuff that's the same as me, I won't mind. But uh, I'm going to kick it off. I, I like Jalen Turner, negative 245. I think the style matchup absolutely sucks for uh, for Dan Hooker. I think he pieces him up in a bad way. Yep. Uh, is a good pick. Um, I will take – give me Nico Price over Robbie Lawler at uh, minus 250. Um, yeah, there's, this shouldn't be much of a contest. Yeah, I, I was flipping a coin between those two. Those those were my two locks too. Um, uh, for my underdog, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go early in the card. I'm gonna take Camuela Kirk. Uh, I I think uh, you know there, there's some other dogs I like in there as we've talked about over the last couple of episodes. I'm I'm interested in them, but like I, I think Kirk is is getting weirdly slept on here uh, against the Ribovic guy who. I think it's going to have a tough time with what Kirk does. So yeah, give me, uh, give me Kevin Willa Kirk. All right. I'm going to take a big, do I want to take a big swing? Yeah. Let's take Procneo plus two forty over Petrino. That's a number we didn't really understand too much. So let's, let's try to take advantage of it here. Usually I'm the big swinger and I'm the, the chalkier looking guy today. That's I'm a, changing that's, dude. That's an issue. Um, I'm going to take kind of a chalky prop too. I've been, uh, I've been a little stale on my props here as you guys had heard in the recap show earlier in the week. Um, you know, I'm absolutely steamrolling dogs. I'm doing very well with locks. My, uh, my props, I think I've been swinging a little too heavily. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to swing a little less heavily. I'm going to say Gomes versus how goes the distance. Um, Gomes versus Hauregi, uh, on the prelim card goes for distance. It's negative 130. Um, it's still a negative number, but when you see a, a fight that, you know, Hauregi has not been a big finisher in the UFC, I, I think this fight probably is pretty easy for her to win. But even if you like Gomes, like, I, I don't, I don't think this is, she's going to knock Hauregi out. So just, just take it by decision and get damn near even money on it. And how much are you getting again? Sorry. What's the number? Negative 130. Minus 130. All right. Um, you see what the number is on Bo Nickel round one minus a hundred thousand, Dan. No, that that's that's just a no way, calcu- wrong way. Yeah, that's just a yeah. calculation no, error right. by bestfightodds.com. Right. So that that one doesn't yeah, actually not, exist. Yeah. Oh, I want to I want to bet it minus one. It would make sense. So minus one hundred thousand. Okay, that's uh, what do I want for my prop here? Um, boom, 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 boom. This is a tough. Uh. Let's check what this is. Let's check what Nico Price is. You, uh, Nico Price via knockout is what? Let me see. Price by knockout plus one, 123. All right. That's it. I'm going all in a Nico Price here. So hopefully he comes through. So Price, AO 123, you said? Yep. All right. Awesome. So blocks, Turner and Price. Dogs, Kirk and Procneo. Uh, props, Gomes, Hauregi. To go the distance and price via knockout. All right, now for Hunger Man Jong Superman parlay, a two fight parlay is going to win us big money. Hit it. So uh, I'm I'm going to keep the theme going with some more Nico Price action. 
Uh, I also like Nico Price, as I said before. I also like him to be able to beat Robbie Lawler fairly quickly. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hinge my prop on the amount of time it takes him rather than how it takes him. I like Nico Price in round one. Uh, I'll take him at that number. It comes in at plus two seventy for him to get it done in round one. Um, you know, like I said, he's notoriously a wild man. I'm not sure what's left of Robbie Lawler's chin. I don't know that it takes him two rounds to get Robbie Lawler out of there. So I'll take Nico Price in round one plus 270. I'm going to pair it with Robert Whitaker wins by decision. Um, and I know, like I said before, I, I think he's going to tire out um, uh, Duplessis. But I will say this. It's been a really long time since Robert Whitaker has finished anybody. Um, like a really long time. The last person he finished was uh, Jacques Array which is going to be over six years uh, since he finished him with the head kick. Um, he finished Jacare and Derek Brunson back to back with head kicks to get his title shot. Um, and like, he hasn't finished anybody since then. And, and I think his style has become safer, which is what makes him such a bad matchup for, for Duplessis. So Whitaker by decision is plus 220. I, I think that one's kind of a steal. And what's the big number we're getting at oh, the end of? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pair them together. You're gonna get uh, 1084. 1084. All right. Price round one. Whitaker via decision plus 1084. A very doable, a very doable uh, parlay. We always try to give you ones that we think could come through. Um, all right. That is it for us. We'll be back on Sunday to recap and count all the money that we won. Uh, in the meantime, we shall be hanging out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/discord in the fights channel in there. Uh, Twitter SGPN MMA. Gumby Vreeland and Jeff Fox writer are the handles to go to subscribe to my sub stack, get everything, all my writing in your inbox, enter my pick and contest money, M M a dot substack.com M O N E Y M M a dot substack.com and get Gumby in your ear holes. Mine is me on his top turtle podcast this week. He interviews someone from the contender series who I already forgot who it was and Chelsea Chandler. Who was Peyton, the person you interviewed before? Peyton Talbot. Right. Peyton Talbot. Good interview. All right. Listen to top turtle. Um, and we can find all good things in sports gambling sphere at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Gummy, take it away. All right. I'm David Gummy Freeland. He's the animal Jeff Fox. And we will see you on Sunday. Mm-hmm.